0: You wanna learn about the music industry and you don't know where to go? Turn into WP88.7, Brave New Radio. We got managers, producers, records. Yeah. You're
1: listening, you're listening, you're listening, you're listening to Music Biz 101 and
0: More. Hey! Welcome to the Music Biz 101 and More radio show. It's your free advice. Music business radio show and podcast. Find us every Wednesday at Brave New Radio, 88.7 FM on the campus of William Patterson of the University in Scenic Wayne or on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher Radio as a podcast podcast. I'm your co-host, date professor David Kirk Philp, with your other co-host, Doctor Esteban. Yep. Doctor Esteban. Yep. And we are alive, and we are pre-recording with Marconi. And did you invent radio, Marconi? Boy. Imagine if you had. Boy. We're listening to this. Uh, we're actually recording this from Nashville, Tennessee, at the Music Biz 2016 convention. 16 already. This is already 2016. We've been down here that long oh, Yes. preparing interviews for people like you who are listening. Thank you so the much for The sun still coming out. The sun does not come out. There have been some things that have happened, um, and we'll just say two words, Donald Trump. We okay. want to thank a few people for their help. Mia, the Music and Entertainment Industry Educators Association, gave us a grant. They gave us some money. We want to thank them for that. That helped people like Jeanette get here. Jeanette, who are you talking about? We're talking about Jeanette Elizabeth, a student at William Patterson University, who is here. Jeanette Elizabeth, everybody. Jeanette Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you, Jeanette. And of course, Jeanette was the person who brought our guest of the day here. His name is Joe Rapola. Joe Rapola. Okay. Who runs the music business program at Monmouth University, which you like to call? Brand X. Right, Brand X, because it is not William Patterson University, but it is still a state school. still a state school, right, Joe? No, it's not. It's no, not a state school, it's a so it's, school. A, it's a private school. Yeah, he's really not Brand X. I've 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 cleared that with Joe, even though I made the reference to Brand X when Joe was on Jim Donio, you Jim. Mean. What am I saying? He's Joe. Yeah, yeah. this is and Joe. This you, is Joe Rapola. You're Frank. Uh, I'm Professor <laughs> Frank Philps. Ah, there we go. Who are you? That's yes. Right. Nice I'm to meet you. Me. Yes. Yeah. Well, so thanks to the Music Business Association no, so for giving me this. seriously, space. just yeah. to clear that up with Mammoth, as they are a, they were in, a private school, a private institution, in New right? Jersey. And we really don't compete with them. Uh, we just have programs, so which so is great. The no programs, copyright infringement. No. (laughs) Very, very nice. more programs, the better. I've lost interest. So now we have other things to thank. So we want to thank Van Dyne Bruno, Inc., and White Hat Management. They gave us some money as well so that Professor uh, Jeanette Elizabeth can be here. (laughs) With artists like Charlie Puth, Dave Matthews, Sharon Jones, the Dap Kings, and Kiss, there's only one place to go for your band's business management. So Jeanette Elizabeth, who is a fledgling artist in our popular music studies program, if you needed a business manager, you know where you would go? Van Bruno Inc. slash White Hat Management. And you know, Jeanette, you can get to them at vb-cpa.com. What do you think about that?
2: That's wonderful.
0: You go when it's ready for you. And finally, we want to give thanks to Christine Vay, a wealth manager and the president of Vay Wealth Management. Christine has helped many of our professionals at William Patterson University to manage their investments and plan out their retirement. If you are looking for some guidance on how to plan for your retirement, or if you have questions or anything on anything from investments in portfolio management to insurance and retirement planning, you should give Christine a call. Joe, you're going to repeat after me. Ready? Say see. 732. 732. 455. 455. 1510. 1510. You know, Joe, if you wanted, you didn't have to call her. You could have sent her an email. The address, christine at veywealth.com. What do you think of that? I like it. I think it's... It rolls right off the, your tongue. It really does. It rolls off my tongue but very few others. Yet, Marconi has something to add to the Christine Vey Wealth Management tag. Well, work. now that it's summer, she works at a Brielle, New Jersey. Br- Brielle. Brielle, New Jersey? That's a town in New Jersey? Brielle? It's down by the shore. Really? <laughs> down the Jersey yeah, Shore. Mm-hmm. I've you never heard know? of Brielle, because I know... grew up here his whole life. <laughs> oh, Who did? You. I grew up in Brielle. No, you grew up in New Jersey. I grew up in Madison, New Jersey. O seven nine four zero. Okay. What's the tagline for Christine Vay of Vay Wealth Management? Why? <laughs> our money, your, no, your luck. money. Your values, our focus. Our focus now turns away. Hopeless. Hocus Pocus. Our folk our ho- our focus. There was a band, remember? There was a band yes. called Focus. Did a song called Hocus Pocus. That's why we're running around. And, and You ever heard that? Yeah. Has
1: your band ever played that Joe Raposo? There was a pinball machine uh, <laughs> called Hocus Pocus That's right. when I used to work on the boardwalk in Keynesburg, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yep. And uh, it was it was the popular machine. Really? Okay. But no, never played that song. With your band. Exactly. That would be very
0: funny. You but could play, I, but, there's but a I, fife in that song, too. There is. Yes, at the very end, it just it, it goes very high. But anyway, hey, uh, why don't we move on over to Jeanette Elizabeth, who has a little bio for our boy Joe Rapola, and has some questions that we're all going to listen to with Ernest right now.
2: Okay. I'm very excited to have Joe Rapola here. Um, he is the chair of the music and theater arts department at Monmouth University, He's also done a variety of other things, such as building and leading integrated marketing departments at Universal and Warner Music Group, running marketing for the video game division of Def Jam Enterprises, songwriting, performing, and producing, amongst a lot of other things. Did I get a lot of stuff there?
1: Keep going. I won't have to say anything. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Okay. Awesome. Um, So, the reason why I was so excited to find you to interview... And I'm sure a lot of students can also relate to this, which is why I'm excited to get answers from you. Um, I am a music major at William Patterson, Mm -hmm. popular music, but one of my minors is in theater and comedy. And I saw that you are the chair of the music department and the theater arts department. And I don't see too many people who have their foot in both of those industries. And I was just very, very, very curious to see if you could tell me the major connections, if you see any, between the music and theater departments?
1: I would be happy to. (laughs) All right, Joe's gonna answer the question. Good job,
0: Joe. Joe Rapola, everybody. Was that question one, if I would answer the question? (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically, if you were to answer this question. Uh, I
1: think uh, creative arts people uh, possess the same seed, Uh, maybe the same affliction, um, they all have to pursue channels and activities and environments that satisfy their itch, right? And um, so, so providing a forum for where those neutrons can bounce off and into each other, uh, you know, creates this great interactive, collaborative space. Um, and so, I mean, the performing arts feed off of each other, uh, whether it's music, theater, dance, whether classical rock, drama, music theater. You know, if you drill down into the core of these people, you'll probably find the same basic DNA. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. No, that does make a lot of sense. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, and, you know, of course, there's this healthy, organic overlap between music and theater. I mean, at in... In our department, which you know, have, uh, the, uh, the both the the music and the theater, uh, you know, programs are all housed within the uh, the the, um, the department building, the Woods Theater. Uh, there's this you know this this overlap. Uh, we, we find that you know there's this great interaction between the two programs. You know, some of our uh, music students participate in theater productions, and um, on stage or in the pit musically directing or vocally directing right and this is true the other way around too uh, theater students audition for our blue hawk uh, record releases which is our student-run record label and uh, our dance courses are taken by everyone including even athletes and business uh, students that, that want to learn how to move better and move, move more confidently mm-hmm. so I just think uh, all of you know these disciplines and, and the, all of those performing arts activities just work really well under the same roof, and uh, while still you know being um, you know having their unique kind of focus. Uh, uh, there's just a, a, a nice, healthy overlap. I just love the energy that it all creates. It, uh, sparks are, you know, flying you know, or flying off each other and kind of flying out of our building as a result of you know dance going on in this room and theater coming over here and the collaboration of of students writing songs over here or or you know, rehearsing for a show here. And it's, so it works really well together.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I was anticipating for you to say. Um, but my follow-up question for that is. What advice do you have for students who are interested in both? Because I'm a songwriter, and I know there's probably plenty of other students out there who are writing songs, actively trying to put out their music, and that takes a lot of time and energy and passion. On the other hand, I'm also, I consider myself an actress. I'm involved in a lot of theatrical productions. I'm actually involved in one right now. Um, That also takes a lot of time, energy, and passion. So that comes to the point where i a student such as myself would feel like they're being pulled in two different directions what advice do you have for students who are like that
1: yeah i think while you're while you're studying while you're 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 training while you're investigating exploring these areas you know just follow your passion right and 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 take the journey um I'm a songwriter and a musician. I identify more with that side of the entertainment side of the business than, say, an actor and uh, and a dancer, for sure. You don't want to see me dance. Uh, but I've done a dozen theater productions from college on up to um, a few years ago, right? And mostly... Uh, of of you know, many years mm-hmm. ago, but uh, and so I think we just again, it, we have that that need to kind of express ourselves as as artists, uh, and and there's and we need to explore all those mediums and all those platforms and all those channels, until we kind of really really find our space. So why at at a young age, at a, at, a, at a student age, even a young adult age, why take yourself out of any of those environments until it starts to become too scattered and, and, and you're, not, you're not being productive in any one uh, of, um, of those areas? You know, again, take the journey. I think it, 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 I found that it, it will lead to something good. but You be open-minded and, and flexible. Don't get too hung up on your original vision, but by all means, pursue your passions, right? A theater student doesn't have to become an actor. There are lots of opportunities in theater and acting and film industries from stage managing, producing, promotion, writing, directing, etc. right? I mean, think of all, all of the credits you see at the end of a film, a television program, or, or, or in the playbill of a, of, a, of a show, right, a Broadway show, right? There's a lot going on that's more than just behind the mic or behind the mixing board and so um i think if you uh if you let yourself explore those with some some coherency and a focus uh, the opportunities um, will will come from places you don't even know
2: okay yeah i mean i think that 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 makes a lot of sense
1: yes yes yeah, definitely <laughs> i love when i make sense yes
2: that makes a lot of sense that you don't want to just pigeonhole yourself into thinking, okay, I'm going to do one thing and only do one thing. Although it, when it does become too much, you kind of have to see where the opportunities come from. But there have
0: been some, if you turn it to like some other artists, sometimes they go, um, Elvis is a great example of, he was a star, you know music guy, then he became a film actor mm-hmm. who was singing in the movies, but he was really a film actor. Then he became more of a live performer, you know, and then you have somebody like J-Lo, who was actress first, then an artist, then back to actress. And now she's a TV yep. personality besides American Idol, which is ended, but also she had that show on NBC. So you have people, Gene Kelly, you know, going way back, who was a dancer, and then an actor, yep. and then also a singer. Yep. You know, So people who they just follow their muse, I would say, you know, and they kind of take the opportunities. They're just lucky they can do all these things.
1: That's right. Yeah, I think, again, we just... Um uh, art, as artists, as creative people, um, we find a way to uh, connect and engage. And the, the platform of the channel can, uh, can change over time. And um, again, you don't I, I want to I stress that you don't want to be too scattered. That you're you're not focusing on anything, but when you're because uh, you know, you, when when J Lo is on a, you know is is working on on, on films she's working on films and she's developed this you know over over you know many many years and uh, and she was dug in and focused uh, you know when she was building a music career and when she was uh, and and now you know she. she she's got those talents and that versatility to go across to all, all those meetings but but uh, uh, professor Phillips is absolutely right that uh, you, know, we're, you know I think as artists and creative people we're all kind of gleeky if you if, you, if, if uh, I can say that and uh, and we just like um, we we need, we need to express ourselves and um, it's almost like we're, we're channel agnostic sometimes or platform or medium agnostic uh, again um, with with some sensitivity to focus and, and uh and, and, and not being too scattered.
2: Okay. Um, all right. So on the subject of variety of things, I also wanted to touch upon some things you've done that were not in the teaching profession. They've done a whole bunch of other things I read in your biography. So I was especially interested and how you got some of these opportunities because there was so many different things, such as the marketing at Universal Music Group, the video game division of Def Jam Enterprises, and then there you have the songwriting and then working as producer. What led to all of these things?
1: I'll tell you what, what, what led to it is everything we've been talking about up to this point in time is that passion for for the the, the creative art, for the performing arts, for the industry, and the business of those arts, right? It's, it's, it's literally that. I've been a, a musician my whole life, since I was six years old, and started uh, taking you know classical piano lessons. at The time I picked up a guitar, and I was 13 years old, and I was playing gigs when I was 15 and 16 years old to all the way through college, all the way through earning my, my, my masters, uh, and in 1990 from, my, um, my, uh, from Monmouth University, I went on to to start a music marketing uh, services company. Uh, You know, I I knew I had a knack for for conveying a message and reaching and engaging folks, and and a couple of other Monmouth alum, saw uh, one who worked at Mercury Records in New York City, saw um, the the gap in in capabilities that the labels had with uh, their marketing and um they uh you know they, they, traditionally you know, the music marketing uh label marketing is 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 constituent based right they market the radio and retail and press and because of the way the business was structured through the years they they kind of got away with that right We saw the walls breaking down a little bit we said hey you 're going to have to find a way to communicate directly with fans, learn a little bit more about who's who's buying your music and develop more efficient marketing." Um, you know, strategies. So we started this company, Music Marketing Network, database marketing and research. Sounds kind of geeky, but it was kind of <laughs> cool. You know, we actually put bounce back cards. You know what a bounce back card is? No. A business reply card. Do you ever buy something? And open it up, and like, and a registration card falls out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, it's probably, uh, it, it, uh, you know, probably less now in all products because of our ability to to go directly uh, to the internet and and and, uh, and uh, make those registrations. But so, uh, what we did is we actually knocked on the labels' doors and said, "Hey, you know, what do you know about your uh, what do you know about your consumers, and uh, and would you like to reach them directly?" And most of them have said, "Not much," and "Sure, it sounds like a good idea." And so we said, well, we have an idea, and uh, we got them to start uh, letting us put these these registration cards, fan base, fan, fan club kind of cards in their CDs and their cassettes back then too, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, so so uh, so kids and buyers would open up their records and they'd say, hey, you you know you want to join the Jim Blossoms fan base, the Ben Full Five fan base, the Bon Jovi fan base, the Celine Dion fan base, and tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, um, uh, what other music do you like? What radio stations do you listen to? What magazines do you read? What TV stations do you do you do you, shows do you watch? And we compile that information. What jeans do you wear? Which cetera? Uh, we compiled that information and we and, and we developed these reports and gave them to the labels and said here, here here's here's this buying your music and here's some other opportunities that you can uh, you can take advantage of by having this information. And and their heads almost exploded. They were like this is great. <laughs> and they said by the way we've got this bag of registration cards from the, some contest at reach. Detail that we did like six months ago, we don't know what to do with, will you take that?" And we said, sure, we'll get that entered, and we did the same thing. And then when the new Bon Jovi record was coming out, or uh, uh, we, could, uh, we could reach those folks directly, it was a little more efficient than spending $2 million every time a new record came out, and not knowing who you sold the first one to, right? So, uh, long story short that 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 uh, uh, business did really well as I was telling professor Marconi we uh, we uh, uh, rolled into a, 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 a full 24-hour a day seven day a week order processing and fulfillment uh, organization that was selling cool merch for bands and MTV and I had young college students on the phone talking to people that were calling in and and buying products and they were asking questions from the the uh, these buyers and they were ca- capturing that information and, and building on the the, the information we had and the profiles we had of the, of these folks, so it just in, in enriched to the, uh, uh, the, the the knowledge we had about this 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 buyer group, and then uh, so that c- company grew uh, grew from to, from three of us to 55 in about six or seven years, and we ended up selling it to a uh, internet marketing company. All the while, I had this great visibility at the major labels because at this point in time we were doing this, these cool marketing programs that they weren't doing or we were introducing to them and I had uh, uh, you know access at the senior most level and uh, so as soon as we, they heard we were going to sell the company I was asked to come to uh, Polygram at the time which was the biggest record company in in the world at the time to essentially bring these capabilities in house. They didn't really know that that's what they wanted me to do but I knew that that's what they wanted me to do and uh, so we uh, we did that and we grew that uh, dep- uh, that that that, uh, that that area I built that 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 division it was a, a consumer integrated consumer marketing group and we had the mar- all of market research all of the website data all of the um, advertising in a media buying and and we integrated all those activities so that one could feed off the other we could buy better better uh, media we could turn that media to interactive media we could bring consumer back to our properties tell the story a little more uh, deeply and uh, and 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 get better engagement that way um, and uh, so that worked out great uh, for for uh, uh for seven eight years and then uh uh lear cohen uh went over to uh warner music group when egger bought warner out of out from time warner and and created that that standalone and uh and uh my uh my colleague and friend john desposito went over they asked me to come over and essentially cut and paste that mm-hmm. that work there right <laughs> and uh just to in the interest of time here and uh, from there um, um, Espo got asked to come down to uh, to Nashville to run uh, the uh, the Warner Group down here, and as we know, he's made chairman of that that uh, that that group uh, just recently. And uh, I was coming back and forth actually for a while, doing some work with him. But that was uh, um, a little uncertain as to whether or not it was going to turn into something steady here in town in Nashville. So uh, I, uh, I, w- I-, I-, I I never stopped playing the guitar and singing and I was gig at the Jersey Shore and go to Europe a couple times a year. And I still do that. Just got back from um, from Europe in March, uh, gigging around and making some presentations. But I was playing a gig at Monmouth University, my alma mater, uh, 2012 uh, in September. Um, it was a songwriter's round. It was at a Bruce Springsteen Symposium. It was around Bruce's birthday and it was other kind of Bruce-related Artists on our on our round like Willie Nile and Joe Grzeczyk and James Maddock, and uh, had a great set. And uh, the deans deans came up to me and asked me to take a look at, um, knowing my background in the music business as a musician locally and an alum, would I take a look at their music industry program? And um, I of course said I would. Um, and um, and uh, so when I did, I said it was you know, it was good program, fundamentally sound. Could use some updating to be brought up to speed with what's going on in today's music business, which is not just um, just not pure music uh, companies anymore, right? It's this convergence of music and media and technology and platforms mm-hmm. and data, and mm-hmm. etc. And, and the opportunities don't just exist at... Um, pure music companies anymore, you want to go work for a record label, great, the opportunities still exist. I don't know what record labels are going to look like in three, five, ten years, and I'm not saying that as if I don't know what they're going to be around. right? I don't know if they're going to be they, they will, I just don't know what they're going to look like. Right. And uh, but, but with that, I think that the opportunities are going to exist beyond that. They're going to exist, uh, well, they always existed in publishing and in broadcast and in film. And in live, right, concert promotion, etc. Um, but now they, you know, if you think about it, uh, big advertising agencies are are probably one of the biggest producers and 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 and, and uh, utilizers of entertainment content, right? And um, and so opportunities exist there. I mean, and so um, that's you know how I've structured the program so that we can train students to be prepared for all of those um, those opportunities. Kind of went beyond my background and into a little bit about uh, program philosophy, but uh, but sure, that's that that's how I got there. So I know you're right. I wasn't always a teacher. In fact, I was I've just been a teacher a few years. And uh, um, uh, you know, love like Professor Phillips, uh, you know, that we bring you know the relevant industry uh, experience into these programs because this, as you've learned, and um, and I'm sure your your professors have, have taught you, is not the kind of Business that you can learn in a classroom, Um, and um, and so for us to be able to to take that kind of theoretical classroom curriculum and combine it with these real world. Initiatives and partnerships and opportunities and projects like this, what you're doing here, uh, are are what's going to make you walk out of this door, out of the door at William Patterson, and um, shortly now, right? You're uh, graduating soon. Yeah. year, yeah. Yeah, and 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 have that real world look very familiar to you. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Well, familiar. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think that's something a lot of students feel that they're going to leave college and everything's going to be so different. But mm-hmm. that's a definitely a good thing to have in a music program. Um, all right, so in the interest of time, I do want to let you talk about a little bit of things that you are currently working on.
1: Sure. So, so in my role at um, at at Monmouth, at the, uh, I'm the chair of the music and theater arts department. We talked about that. That re- requires a lot of classic administration of. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Academic things, right? As but I, 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 spend a lot of my time and uh, um, in uh, in trying to build these partnerships um, and in programs that are going to create this relevant link, you know, with the, with the program and um, and uh, the, the the real the real world. Um, so. F- before that, you know, the department's been growing since I got there, and enrollment's up, and and I want to be able to and and we've we've, we've updated the curriculum and um, and some of the programming, uh, where uh, some of the things that we need to support that are, are is space. So I'm out there right now looking for uh, things uh, that are going to uh, enable the department to uh, um, to grow uh, with the proper uh, facilities and um, and technologies and infrastructure. We created a, a partnership. With uh, Lake House Music Academy uh, in Asbury Park, uh, New Jersey, it's a great integrated music complex. I, I suggest everybody go take a look at that. It's got a music store and a, and a music and a, and a music academy and a recording studio and and a CD manufacturer and shared space environment and rehearsal space and mm-hmm. uh, um, artist management and etc. and et cetera and, f- and um, all under one roof. Their businesses and we've been in there partnered with them to teach our production classes at this facility since they've opened, and uh, they have grown, and and, uh, I've got interns working there, and we record our Blue Hawk projects there. Um, They uh, have have grown so much that they're buying the building next to them and uh, to accommodate some of our... Facility in our space needs right now. I got the university to take the second floor there. So we're going to physically be located in this space, which wow. is very cool. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be the first ever um, undergra- uh, off campus undergraduate satellite Mom's University ever had. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And so I'm very excited about that. So that's something I'm, I'm uh, actually, that's being b- built out right now. They demoed the, the building and uh, the building, the space. And so I'll be involved in that a lot over this summer, try to get that rolling for fall. Um, uh we've got you know, i mentioned all the the great partnerships we have with the labels and and like professor phillips and has uh phillips has, uh, has arranged with you guys and, and professor Marconi uh but also we're um uh, been made a um uh, a Grammy museum affiliate and so i spent a lot of time uh facilitating that uh that that that, that affiliation and and putting great you know, programs and 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 uh, uh, events together with the Grammy uh, organization, and uh, so that we want to really leverage that, um, and uh, uh, so that takes a little bit of my time. I'm going to produce a, uh, a our, our summer theater uh, production of Always Patsy Cline this summer at the Woods Theater. You guys are all invited as my guests. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. Oh, wow. Yep. And uh, and and believe it or not, I'm writing a book. I got asked to write a book mm-hmm. by uh, by uh, by a publisher. They gave me a deal, and uh, and so I've got to figure out how to do that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to listen to all your all these great podcasts, and I'm going to use them as a source. And so I went on record for that.
2: <laughs> yeah, there
1: we go. Yeah. yeah, and we need to wrap it up.
2: Okay. Yeah,
0: Jeanette, you did a great job.
2: Thank you. For yeah, sure. Jeanette <laughs> Elizabeth. Jeanette
1: Elizabeth.
0: Yeah, you really you, you took it. That was all, all you. Very nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Joe mm-hmm. Rapola, you answered all the questions. You didn't shy away from any of them and, and say no comment. You you didn't say Was that an option? That, <laughs> most of it that was an option? Most, I never knew that. Yeah, most of our people haven't answered one question Shoot. the whole time, so we kind of had that back from you. But but we should thank right. Joe Rapola yes. Mon University. It's not a state school, it's private. Right. So Good. private they don't tell anybody about it. But thank you, Joe.
1: Really appreciate my it. My pleasure. Yes, thank thanks very so. much for having me, Jeanette. Uh, it was a pleasure to work with Thanks so much for reaching out. I was happy to do this uh, for you and my, my old colleague, uh, Professor
0: Phillips. <laughs> yes, from the uh, old polygram days. So that was right. cool. So, so thank you for that. Dr. Marconi, we want to thank you for sitting well, in on this. Thank you and also also my co-host. <laughs> yes, who is I, Professor David Oh, Kirkville. is that and, who you are? That's right, Wonder and I will that. always be. And at the end of these, Joe, we don't just say goodbye we go bye, and we use a different language. Instead of saying goodbye, we say. And you may join me. Adios! Uh, Ciao. uh, Okay, (laughs) bye. (laughs) Goodbye.